Hello and welcome to the Mom and Pop Podcast. We are your hosts, Mark, Kat, and we're just a mom and pop trying to figure out this parenthood thing. You know, we just wanted to thank our listeners. Thank you for the support. It's really exciting launching this. This is something that we've been wanting to do for so long. And now that it's a reality and, you know, we want to just keep this up and bring you guys along this journey. So yeah, thank you for the support. We hope that you continue to enjoy uh, our podcast. Uh, This week, we wanted to talk about what it's like being a working mom and working dad. And I know we touched on this last week, but I want to dive a little bit deeper around the expectations of parenting for like a working mom versus the expectations of parenting for a working dad and what that's like at work, you know, how, how, do, the, how do those expectations differ, right? Um, so, you know, Kat, wanted to ask you, how do some of these expectations, how has it changed for you? Like, what did you think mom a working mom's life would look like at work versus now that you have a child, you've been working for a couple months now, you know, have those expectations changed? And, you know, what are your thoughts around that? So I'm, as I'm thinking about this question, I'm kind of contemplating, not contemplating, but like reflecting on, you know, right before I had Valerie, think when you're pregnant and a lot of pregnant women will tell you that you receive a lot of unsolicited advice and especially because you're just once you're showing everyone knows you're you're pregnant the cat's out of the bag so I just remember um being pregnant and and walking around and like other you know women who are moms coming up to me and telling me like all these different kind of things about not being able to sleep and not being able to do your job and whatever. And me being the person that was kind of like a go-getter at work and just a yes woman to everything, I I thought somehow I could make things work. Like I could still do the amount of work that I was doing at work mm. and you know be a mom at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, I, and somehow I'd just figure it out. Uh, so I didn't really plan other than I'm like, I'm going to be a mom and I'm just going to try to figure everything out as it comes. Right. Uh And I, I totally remember that a lot of the working moms were just telling me like, Hey, you need to relinquish a lot of your responsibilities. You're not going to, you're not going to come back to work wanting to do any of it. Mm. And I kind of, I, I took everything with a grain of salt because, you know, I've never been a mom. I have no idea what life it was going to be like once I had a baby. And so now when I look back, I'm like, man, I really should have listened to them because I had signed myself up for so many different things, Mm -hmm. not realizing, you know, they were right. I, I couldn't possibly do everything that I had signed up for. So yeah, I came back and I was like, absolutely distressed by the workload mm. one week or two weeks into it I just remember driving to work in the morning and just thinking oh my gosh what mm-hmm. am I doing yeah this is this is wrong mm-hmm. this is why did I go back to work you know she's only 
five and a half months old and Mm -hmm. I'm still pumping and I'm not sleeping right and whatever. So I remember at the end of that work week, I, you know, got on this call in desperation to my coworker. And I remember just, it was like 5 p.m. on a Sunday night, night before work. And, and I'm like, look, um, I, I call her and I'm like, look, I, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Are there any types of accommodations that can be made, you know, especially cause I'm pumping and I, right. I can't, like, I can't handle everything yeah. that, you know, the administrators are asking me to do while also pumping at the same time. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for me? And, and then I tell her like, look, I already wrote an email to the principal saying like, I need help. I need I can't, I can't do this. Yeah, some kind of support. Some kind of support. Right. And my principal is, you know, a male, also a father himself. So he, you know, empathizes with my situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was actually really willing to help me. But, you know, there's only so much that he can understand with my side, right? So as I'm calling her, she, and I'm asking her, like, what kind of help can I get? She says, like, Kim be careful what you ask for. Mm -hmm. If you ask too much or if you let them know that you're struggling too much, Mm -hmm. they might get this perception that working mothers can't handle the workload Mm -hmm. of an average person. Mm. And you don't want to give them that idea that a working mom is weak. Right. And I sat there like super conflicted, like what? If I can get any help right now, I'm yeah. going to receive it. I'm going to humbly receive whatever help I can get. Yeah. But then I did think to myself, is there a disservice that I'm doing for those other mothers who are like, you know, super women, you know, doing this mom yeah, thing, like but I'm also, the bar yeah, way. yeah. And am I? Really and yeah. to think, and I even thought about like. What about the working mom or what about the stay-at-home mom that wants to go back to work and she's trying to apply for jobs? Mm-hmm. Are and she going to get discriminated against? Exactly. Is the administrator going to be, you know, critical hesitant, yeah. Yeah, or, or hesitant mm-hmm. to, you know, then hire that woman because of me, because I set this example? Right. I think that's like a fascinating tension because, you know, you, at least in this example, it's you're struggling you asking for help because you genuinely need it, right? And the other side, it's like, but by asking for help, are you, in a yeah, in a sense, not helping your fellow mother, your fellow working mom, right? And you're trying to kind of do both, if possible. Like you would ideally, you would raise the bar for working moms to show off. You know, like we can do this. You don't need to treat us any differently from the working dad or just a regular person, regular regular female, regular male coworker, right? So, yeah, that's really interesting. I, I don't think I felt any of that, but yeah, you know, when you think about it more, though, like that might be yeah. In another perspective, you could also say like asking those questions and asking for a little bit of help because you know parents need it right it's it's just hard like i read something online this week about how 
the mental health of parents in this season is like rapidly deteriorating. And I'm like imagining parents with one or two young children, three young children, having to homeschool them. And if they're working at home, it's like, how do you manage all that? We're like barely screaming. We're not barely screaming, but it's hard, even though we just have one baby. And I'm like, wow, if you had two or three or four, it's like, how do you, you know, manage all that? And there's studies that are saying that are people are really struggling out there, parents especially, and it's going to have these long-term effects because we're this pandemic is really taking a toll on parents that are work. Um, anyway, going back to what you were sharing, I, yeah, I find that really interesting um, that, you know, you're having to wrestle with asking for help while also trying to set that example or be strong for for all women out there, all moms out there, right? Well, I mean, the other thing that I was struggling with is I had very supportive mom friends who are saying, like, you know, re- relinquish responsibilities, get whatever help you can get, and, you know... But then on the other side of that was, you know, I had working mom coworkers that would almost just write off my mm. my struggles and kind of say like, well, I went through that. You'll figure it out. So there's like a lack of empathy. Lack there, of empathy. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it really doesn't make sense to give you that those accommodations because I had to deal with it. So you have to deal with it. Right. And and I, I didn't get that kind of help. So, you know, whatever. It's you, You'll just have to learn through and survive. And all this to say that, you know, I didn't I didn't end up receiving the help that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and that just ended up being the lose-lose situation for me mm-hmm. that I, I thought was the lose-lose situation because I asked for, you know, a couple of things, but I didn't get any of it. But anyways... That comes down to my frustration as just being a working mom in general or even just a mom. There's so many different expectations for you and they can be, you know, simplified as either working too hard or working not hard enough. Mm -hmm. And even being a stay-at-home mom, it's like you have all these other expectations being a stay-at-home mom where you have to take care of all the housework and then, you know, expect a full-time take care of your children while cleaning, doing laundry, preparing meals. And if you ask your husband for, you know, 10 minutes of help, your in-laws might say, well, what else are you doing all day? Mm. You're not doing anything. Why do you need 10 minutes of his help? He needs to focus on, on work because he's the breadwinner. So, which leads me to my frustration sometimes about, you know, this, uh, it's like this difference of expectations between a work, like a mom and a dad. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like working dads get like a pass or not even a pass. It's, it's like working moms are expected to do so many things and make everything work at the same time and magically like come to work and just have Mm -hmm. everything like figured out. Whereas dads go to work and other dads, you know, empathize with them and they're like, look, let's go to happy hour and just like 
just like forget about the family life and、mm. and, and just relax and just share a beer and it's it's not really like that for a mom,、right. you know. Like I always find moms competing against each other about, you know, what things are you introducing to your child and what are you teaching them and how are you juggling work and blah blah blah. But then I see men like just like haha. <laughs> Like, yeah, let's go hang out and just like take an hour, like、mm. to socialize and whatever. But I don't know. Can you can you talk about that experience, being a father? Yeah, I think there definitely is a difference between the expect parental expectations between a father and a mother who may both may both be working.、Um, you know that I think. And some of it might have to do with yeah, finances, right? Just who makes more or who's like more essential, quote unquote, right?、Um, but I think, at least for me,、uh, I want to be as present as possible. So there are lots of times, or there are times where I'm just like,、oh, I don't even try to like socialize with work people because. You know, it's just like、oh, I, I'll just work people. I'm, I don't know. I'm not the type to get close to my work coworkers necessarily. So I've never really felt like I'm missing out. I mean, there are times that I want to go, if especially if it's like something important. But yeah, for for men, it's like yeah, you should go to your work thing. You should do your work stuff. Make sure you're doing a good job, even if at the expense of some family stuff, right? And that's. More okay than for women, probably like moms neglecting the family. Oh, what the heck are you doing? You know, there's definitely that kind of expectation on moms more than dads, where it's like dads get that pass. It's like, yeah, he has to make money for the family, et cetera, et cetera, whatever, right? Yeah. So, do you feel pressured to work at a certain level? Because you're a father, or are you expected to do less? I I don't know if that question makes sense. Yeah, no, it does.、Um, I think you know if you have it depends on the work culture, but I think naturally some some managers will be like, oh, he has a young baby, probably not gonna be able to do weekends and weeknights. As much as like the young college grad that just came up, and if we have some emergency, this young college grad might be more reliable than the the new father, right? I think there's some of that for sure.、Um, for me personally, my manager he said he has one son, so I think he's a little more understanding. He's not as like, what the hell, Mark? Why aren't you like answering my email as quick as the next guy or next woman, like? Haven't felt that from him,、um, so I'm thankful for that. And especially with this pandemic thing, I think everyone kind of is realizing, yeah, especially for parents, it's a hard time right now. So, is it fair to say that you know perhaps men,、mm-hmm. fathers, kind of have it, you know, easier? Than, working than than perhaps a mom, 
Yeah, I think so. I think there's like Ben can be more industrious and expected to like build things and achieve things and even at the expense of family maybe. Um whereas for women it's it's harder to do that because that's just maybe not how it's been like societally. Um like how many like a good stat would be like what's the ratio of stay-at-home moms versus stay-at-home dads? I'm sure the number like if we looked it up it's got to be like more than 10 to 1, maybe 50 to 1. 50 to 1 more moms being stay-at-home than dads being stay-at-home. Like that's would be an interesting stat to look up. Um yeah, even just looking at that stat alone which we don't have unfortunately like that just tells you where the societal expectations of parenting as a working father or parenting as a working mother stand. And, you know, you have these other lots of things out there, right? Gender inequality, work, get gender, working wage gap. It's like if the man has more potential to make more money, maybe it makes more sense that he should work. But why is it that he has more potential to make money? Is it because he's, you know, innately more skilled or is it just because that's how society is and that's just you know how it's been built and how everything is right now like if everything was equal right then i think you would see more even distribution of work stay-at-home moms and stay-at-home dads i think that's actually just a fact if everything was equal right if there were equal amount of women presidents equal amount of women ceos equal amount of women seat managers, VPs, and they made the exact same amount of money, um, you know, on average, then there would be I've probably, you know, a way closer distribution of stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads. So, yeah, just to answer your question, yeah, there's, there's that, there's, here's that huge difference, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to share that I, I, Again, I had really supportive coworkers, so I don't want to make it all seem like it was competitive and people were discouraging me. That was really not the case. In fact, you know, the moms who have your back, you know, they're they're your ride or dies. And then, of course, there's other moms that are kind of discouraging because they do kind of compete against you and whatever. But um, I I just wanted to make sure mm. that that it's not all bad working, but <laughs> Yeah, that it was a, a huge conflict coming back, and w- one of the things that helped me get through the day was knowing that I did have fellow working moms that, you know, they'd be like, "You need to emergency unclog your yourself, then like go ahead and call me up, and don't worry about it. I can cover for you." So, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to finish yeah. up with that thought. And yeah, I think one thing I noticed with you is you actively keep up your relationships with your friends and even other moms. And I think that's probably really helpful. Like maybe, I don't know if I'm just different, but I don't have that as much and I don't seek it out. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just never have. But, you know, you're texting with sister-in-law friend at church, your coworkers who are moms, your old friends that 
aren't moms yet, whatever. Everyone's like supporting each other. And I find that I'm, you know, really thankful for that. Um, Meanwhile, I'm just like texting people about like crypto or sports or I'm not texting any fathers. No, it's it's great that you're bringing that up because I think that as hard as it is being like, you know, maybe it's easier to be a working dad versus a working mom. But I think uh, in another sense, when I first had Valerie, you know, moms were texting me all over the place, like people I I barely knew or had a third degree relationship with um, would text me and be like, hey, how are you doing? You know, moms come out of the woodwork and I felt so supported by by other moms. And, and that was, I think, what got me through. I, I can't say that I really had postpartum depression. And I think it's because I just, the connections are so important when you're a new mom. So, you know, it might have been hard being a working mom, but I also had so many, like, sources of wisdom that I could fall back on to kind of motivate me. And even being able to call that my coworker on a Sunday night at 5 p.m. and I was just in tears. Mm. And even though, you know, she was telling me like, you need to stay strong and you need to show everyone that you can stay strong. She was also supporting me in the sense that she's like, I get it. I understand Kim. Mm. It is so hard. Um, But the one thing that I do remember her saying was, you are going to be so surprised by how much, you can handle. Mm. Let yourself be surprised mm-hmm. by just how amazing our bodies are and how much, yeah, yeah, we can do. I mean, you basically, you know, carried another human being for nine months. That's pretty damn amazing. Like, I don't think I'm, yeah, anyway, that's pretty amazing quick shout out to social media right like you're on facebook groups like korean mommies group really funny and then first time mommies group we got in you you put invited me into the uh, sleep training group which I actually learned a lot from haven't posted but i read a lot of stuff and that helped our you know our uh, go at trying to sleep train Valerie and Instagram too, right? A lot of these conversations are happening on Instagram. Like people wouldn't have known that you had a baby unless it were for social media and they wouldn't be reaching out unless it was like really easy to reach out. Right. So I don't know. I don't want to just shout out to social media. I know it gets a negative reputation at times, but yeah, just a quick shout out. Um, Cool. Well, like we always do every week, uh, we'll ju- as we wrap up this episode, uh, we want to talk about and just share a quick story about what our parents used to do that we con- want to continue to do for our kids or something that we don't want to continue to do. Um, and, you know, my story this week is probably a very common one, um, but my mom used to force me to play piano and clarinet. And she's like, you have to do this. It's going to help you get into college. You have to do this. And I'm like, all right, all right. But mom, can I play drums? Like, I actually really want to learn drums. She's like, no, it's going to be too loud. I don't want that crap. (laughs) 
making so much noise in our house. There's absolutely not. And I was like, oh, come on. So that was something that I kind of regretted growing up. You know, I, like I actually had an interest in doing drums uh, or playing and learning drums, but, you know, playing piano and clarinet took precedence over something like drums because she, and it, and it makes sense. You know, there's only like one drummer or two drummers in orchestra, right? And there's like a lot more clarinet players. So my mom was like, hey, just do clarinet, trust me. You got to go into orchestra, you got to do these extracurriculars so you can get into college, so you can get a good job, so you can have a good life. Drums may or may not do that for you. Anyway, so that's something that, you know, looking back, I do recognize the wisdom in what my mom was, you know, how she was raising me. But at the same time, you know, for Valerie and if and any other children we have, I would want to allow them to explore their interests a little bit. If that means, you know, art or music or whatever it may be, right? Something creative. Um, You know, obviously I don't want to give them like thousand options and now they can't even decide one thing to work on or try, but at least, you know, let them try some stuff. Um, Yeah, that's my story, you know. Just being able, like, not having, not being able to learn drums at a young age, I was a little bit bitter about it. But you know, in the end, I'm understood, and I did have the opportunity to learn it later as an adult, but I never pursued it. So maybe I wasn't that interested after all. I don't know. Um, anyway, what's your story? All right. So for anyone who knows me, I, I kind of don't, I don't love In and Out. We're SoCal what? people and I just... Blasphemy. I don't love it. And it and it has to do with my childhood. And for, for whatever reason, my mom would always order In-N-Out. And I, it could be that it's cheap, affordable. It could have been that, you know, it's a really easy meal. You just fast food, you just pick it up. Uh... And I don't know, I, I'm not sure that she thought I loved it or I have no idea why. So anyways, I grew up not liking it because my mom would always get it. Like and how often? Like it had to be like two or three times a week and wow. it just like did not help that so lucky. my church was right next to it growing up. So just like, what do you want for lunch? For after church, I'm like, do I even have a choice? Like, I guess we're just getting in and out. And um, even for dinner sometimes, it's like I'd come back home from school and I'd just see like a cold cheeseburger sitting out on the dining table. And I'm like, what the heck is this doing here? Oh, no, it's in and out. Why am I getting in and out again? So I, I kind of grew up like, gosh, I, I don't like that place. But you know what sucks being a SoCal person is like, oh, you don't like it, but all your friends do. Mm. So whenever you go out to eat, it's like it's always in and out Because yeah, In-N-Out's the best. So not only did I eat it like two or three times a week with my mom and like, ended up being like four or five times a week because my friends would want it. So I don't like In-N-Out. <laughs> and there it is. So anyways... Fast forward a couple of years. For some reason, my cousins from Korea end up staying at my house for about like five weeks or so. 
And at the end of their trip, I asked them like, oh, what's one thing that you didn't really like about California? And they're like, well, we're done with In-N-Out. We don't want it anymore because my mom kept forgetting them In-N-Out. And then years later, my brother has his daughter, you know, my niece is like three now, three or four. What's the first meal my mom takes this baby out to? In and out. So lucky. Then I asked my mom, why? Why is it always in and out? And she says, Catherine, cheeseburger have the bread. It has the hamburger. It has the lettuce, cheese, tomato, everything. Our food group. Very healthy. Very healthy. And there you go. That is the story of in and out and why I don't like it and why my mom kept ordering it for me. But this doesn't mean that we're not going to take Valerie to In-N-Out, right? Because I think dad also wants to go to In-N-Out sometimes. If you want to play some Jedi mind tricks with her mm-hmm. to get her out of her unhealthy food consumption, I would suggest taking her to In-N-Out all the time. Mm. You want her to love In-N-Out? Not, we gotta limit so the number of experiences we're taking right. her to in and out. Yeah, if you if you go that many off that often, I'm I'm sure even I would maybe start to not like it as much. Although that still sounds really good, a couple of times a week, I might be down. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to our episode. Um, yeah, we're on Apple iTunes now, Apple Podcasts, Spotify try to get on google podcast i don't know if anyone uses that these days but still try to get our stuff out there um yeah thank you so much um see you next time bye bye